Hi, everybody. This is Dan Young with Total Wellness Radio. Thank you so much for taking time to add us to your daily schedule here on Total Wellness Radio. This is episode 90. Today, we have the opportunity to interview Allison Vojtovic. She's a young lady in Austin, Texas, who at 23 is the founder and CEO of Flabs to Fitness. She holds a BS in kinesiology as well as a BA in theater and dance. She's a certified personal trainer. She's also certified as a nutritional coach through Precision Nutrition. So sit back and enjoy this episode of Total Wellness Radio. Good day, everybody. Welcome to Total Wellness Radio. This is episode 90, and today we have a very talented and experienced young lady by the name of Allison Vojtovic with us. Let me give you some background real quick on Allison. She is the CEO and founder of Flabs to Fitness. Love the name. Can't wait to hear more behind that. She also carries a BS in kinesiology as well as a BA in theater and dance. She is a certified personal trainer as well as certified as a nutrition coach through Precision Nutrition. And Allison, welcome to the show. Did you make it on the line okay? Hey, yes, I'm here. Super excited hey. to be here. Yeah, we're so glad to have you. I can't wait to uh, to just dive right in and share with our listeners your background and your experience and the things you're doing and, and uh, all that that's uh, going on with you and natural wellness. And uh, which kind of leads me into my first question. We always ask of our guests, what was the catalyst? What was the thing? What was that moment or experience that brought you into the natural health field? Yeah. Um, so when I first started at the University of Texas at Austin, I was not happy. <laughs> um, it was not my choice of university, which sounds dumb because I know a lot of people try really hard to get into it. Um, but uh, I ended up going there and, um, you know, I I'm sure you talk about neurotransmitters with your guests. Um, I, uh, I think I probably had a messed up gut to begin with, <laughs> which plays into, <laughs> which plays into, um, you know, you know, the way you feel about yourself and, and specifically, uh, serotonin and dopamine levels. Um, yes. and, uh, something like a big change, like going to college can definitely spur depressive symptoms. But for me, um, my depressive symptoms, uh, manifested as eating disorders, um, being kind of like a, a nutrition geek. Now I totally dove into the science behind eating disorders. And it turns out that, neurotransmitters um, that display low on uh, in, in depressive people are also the same neurotransmitters that are low in people with eating disorders. So I think I probably had a serotonin imbalance that just kind of got kicked in the butt when I moved to college and left all my friends behind. Um, sure. So, so that kind of started it. Um, I was always an active kid, but um, you know, standard American diet, um, all that stuff was always busy as a kid, overachiever, type A for sure. I was at uh -huh. school from sunrise to sunset every single day, even just in middle and high school. So, um, you know, probably stress as well. But yeah, that, that's what started. It was the eating disorder thing. And um, I, I was in the throes of it for about a year without wanting to admit that that's what was happening. <laughs> um, okay. and, and in that time, actually... Um, so the way my eating disorder presented was orthorexia is what it's called now. It didn't have a name at the time. Uh, people were just calling it like um, eating disorder otherwise or not otherwise specified, ednos. Um, but basically it meant I was very obsessed with my calorie intake. I only wanted to eat clean foods, whatever, I, whatever that meant to me, um, which at the time just meant as low fat as possible. 
And then um, I had to work out every day and I would like lose my mind if I didn't. Um, I would lose my mind if I ate more than 1200 calories in a day. Um, just all these things. But I truly thought I was being healthy because I was eating clean. Sure. <laughs> um, and uh, I came back from my first semester um, of theater and dance school <laughs> at UT. And um, my parents were actually worried about me. Um, you know, they, I, I'm not from, I'm, I'm from a suburb of Austin, so I wasn't far from home, but I didn't have my car. So I didn't go home very often. And uh, when I came home for the holidays, my mom was genuinely worried. She said, you're way underweight. What's going on? Uh, and throughout the course of the break, kind of convinced me to maybe indulge in a Christmas cookie. And when you've been severely calorie deficit for so long and your body oh, wow. tastes like when your body tastes a little bit of that, yep. it just goes crazy. It's a survival yep. mechanism, you know? So um, I very quickly went from not eating enough ever to binging several days a week. Um, so by the time my second semester a freshman year ended, I had completely flipped to like a binge eating issue. <laughs> so um, you're saying that a lot of this, this condition with the diet was emotionally driven, but the emotions were driven by the poor diet. It's like a vicious cycle. Is that what you're? Kind yes. Of... Okay. Great. Yes. Okay. And so that, you know, obviously the eating disorder, just curiosity about what causes this was the initial thing that got me into natural health. But through the years of studying, I realized like it is so much more complex than we want to admit because it is a vicious cycle. Yes. You can have a bout of depression because of a big change in your life. And that causes you to have these weird eating disorder symptoms. And then once you mess up your gut and deplete yourself of serotonin, it just kind of feeds the fire and keeps you wanting to go down that path. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that, that freshman year of college is what really got me started. And I actually added my, um, my second major in kinesiology after that freshman year. Um, okay. So by the time I started as a sophomore, I was getting into that as well. So you go visit the parents. Mom says, Allison, dear, you need a cookie. And it starts kind of this rapid, vicious cycle. Now, where are your folks on this with you now? And give me some time frames, like how many years and when did this happen versus, you know, where you're at in your age now? Kind of give us some time, you know, some timelines on that. Yeah, you made me sound uh, really professional in my intro. <laughs> I'm still very, I'm still very young. Um, I'll admit that. Uh, very young. My, 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 all of my friends are older than me. Um, I'm 23. So, um, wow. I, yeah. <laughs> that is so, so cool. That is, I'm so pumped to have you on this. this I knew <laughs> I was excited to have you on the show. Now I'm really pumped because we got, that opens up all new doors of possibilities for my questions for you. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I graduated from UT, um, on schedule May, 2017 with two degrees. Um, I was very happy about it. And, uh, but yeah, so, and I don't want the story of my freshman year to sound like it's my mom's fault. It's definitely not my mom's fault. She was no. trying to get me to eat. You know, I wasn't eating and she just was being a loving parent trying to get me to eat. Um, and they, and they know now, I mean, obviously they knew something was wrong it, it, during it, but I've always been so independent. And when they saw me lashing out with like, anytime they would suggest, Hey, maybe eat this or, Hey, like, are you sure you're okay? I would just lash out at them, which is just another sign that I was not in a good mental health space. Um, and so they, they tried, you know, to, to get me to, to kind of snap out of it, I guess, but it's not that easy. And, um, 
now several years later I fully admit to them like I have apologized to them (laughs) you know I know you were trying to help me I'm so sorry like this I just can't and I try to explain to them especially when the binge eating happens you don't feel like you're in control it literally feels like I have to just get all of this food in my mouth as fast as possible it's like a it's just it hits so fast and you don't feel like I'm choosing to eat because I'm hungry you're just like the best way I've heard someone describe it is it's probably unaddressed emotions that you don't want to actually feel. And so you're just trying to suffocate them with food. Mm. Um, And so, you know, I remember very specifically, um, I think it was junior year of college. I was much better than freshman year. Um, Sophomore year was when I started like actually paying attention to real nutrition and real food and, and all the stuff that I'm sure you talk about here. And so I was much better, but um, the way my stress would manifest, especially around finals and around the end of the the school year, um, would would still be sometimes I would accident I would have a binging episode because it literally is just like it hits you so fast and it's kind of your way of dealing with stress and it's not good. Right. And it's it's an remember, overwhelming. It's an overwhelming situation. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so I remember um, specifically my junior year, I had a binge and it was like the first real binge I'd had since my freshman year, like really, really bad. And, uh, I called my mom because I had made myself puke after. And, Mm -hmm. uh, that was the first time I had ever purged. Like I I used to binge a lot, but I'd never like make myself get sick after because that's an eating disorder. But if you're just binging, it's fine. Um, that was my, my thoughts. And, um, Mm -hmm. so I called her because after I got sick, I looked, I like stood up from the toilet and I looked in the mirror and my eyes were so puffy. It looked like I was having a, like a, an allergic reaction to something. My all like the, the under, uh, is it the, the bottom eyelid was so uh-huh. swollen on both of my eyes and it scared me. And so I literally just laid down and took a nap <laughs> and right. then I got back up after the nap and looked and the swelling was kind of down, but I pulled my my lower eyelids kind of down uh, below my eyes and all of the blood vessels and the white of whites of both of my eyes were just burst. Oh my God. Um, it was so bad. It was so gross. And I have pictures of it that I've shared, you know, on my YouTube channel and stuff once I was okay with talking about this, but uh-huh. it's like, it, it was so scary. So I called my mom and I, I felt like I was confessing that I had just killed someone. It was so bad. Oh my um, gosh. And, and, and it felt like I had failed had gotten so far in this health journey and then it just went back um worse than it had ever had ever been and I think that was the moment when she said when she realized like oh this Mm -hmm. is kind of a weird sort of addiction slash she really doesn't control this um yeah so we're very close now and um anytime I like feel the need uh which it's rarer and rarer since graduation I really haven't had the need the felt the need quote unquote to do that I think school was something I just didn't like Um, but you know, anytime I feel those emotions, we have a policy where I'm able to just call my mom and talk it out (laughs) no matter how how often she's heard the same rant, just because she knows like what I truly need is to just talk. Um, so that's, that's one thing there. So that's as far as, uh, you know, relationship with parents, but, um, now they're on board with this. Now I would, I would, I would conclude that they're like gung ho. They're in, you know, they're your cheerleaders, right? They're in your corner for the, the natural health thing. Right. Yeah. Um, how how you on know, board what, is mom and dad? That's, I guess, the big question. <laughs> um, so 
they love hearing what I have to say. They love seeing me excited about things. Right. Sure. Um, that's all the, you know, that's all parents ever want is to see their, their kids happy and, yeah. uh, you know, doing what they like and getting excited about it. But, um, they don't, they don't implement all of the things that I suggest for sure. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, when I first started getting into it, my sophomore year of learning all this stuff, um, I, I think they probably were just like, oh, it's another phase. Just got to let her get through this eating disorder thing. She'll be back to eating normal soon enough. But mm -hmm. um, the thing that actually spurred my interest in uh, natural health, you know, proper natural health once, you know, once I got away from the, the freshman eating disorder issue was um, the Whole30, yeah. which is um, a pretty popular 30-day paleo eating challenge, yeah. essentially. And, um you know, whether you believe that it's healthy or not, it, I fully believe that it helped break my, my cycle of disordered eating initially, yep. just because it totally reset my gut. Um, hundred uh, percent. I'm totally on board with it. In fact, we're pursuing having the gal on that, uh, that started the yeah. whole 30 is on, on a future podcast. So yeah. Yeah. I, Melissa's great. Melissa's yeah. a kick, man. She's just, she's got it <laughs> dialed in. Yeah. She's so funny. She's great. But, um, yeah. So, um, I, I, that summer after freshman year, I didn't want anyone to see me. I had just gotten a job, um, working at the front desk of a fitness center at a, a, a country club here in Austin. <laughs> and so I just told my boss, give me as many shifts as I want. I don't want to see my high school friends. I was so insecure about everything. Like I still wow. was just getting over it. I just wanted to spend time with my family and work. Um, working front desk at a fitness center at a country club leaves you with a lot of spare time. <laughs> yeah. And I had the coolest boss ever. He really didn't care what we did there as long as we weren't doing anything illegal and we were making sure to check members in. So, um, <laughs> so I, uh, I read how old about you at 20... this time at the country club. Uh, What's your age? I, I was 20. Okay. 19 okay. or 20. Okay. Yeah. And, um, I read about 25 books that summer <laughs> at the front desk of the country club. Um, Good for and, you. Yeah. And one of them was uh, It Starts With Food, which is the first Whole30 book. And um, so that I, I read it. And when I saw it at Barnes & Noble, I remember picking it up and being like, these jerks are promoting veganism. I know it. This is crap. Da, da, da. Right. And then I, I read the, the inner flap and I saw that they included meat on their approved foods list. So I was like, okay, I'll give this a shot. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm from Texas. My family hunts. I'm not going to give up meat. There you so, go. There you go. Um, yeah. So, uh, so I read it and it just blew my mind. All of the different pieces of science that go into nutrition and all sure. these times I had called paleo just this fad diet. I was like, totally convinced that I was wrong. Um, and I, I, I'm a questioner through and through. I need to be proven wrong before I admit that you're right. <laughs> right. So um, it, it, it basically, I just said, look, I'm still counting calories right now. I don't want to do that ever again. <laughs> this is something that is still enough rules to where I feel comfortable because I truly don't trust myself to just go with no eating rules. Um, let's just give this 30 day thing a shot and see what happens. Sure. And after those 30 days, um, my seasonal allergies were super cleared up in, yep. in central Texas. That's a huge issue. Um, I had always had like several weeks of school missed every year because of my allergies being so bad. Um, allergies were way less bad. Acne was clearing up. My sleep was good. 
my exercises were improving and I was like, okay, there's something to this. Um, so I just kind of stuck to, um, uh, paleo for about a year, like strict paleo, not whole 30 paleo. There's a couple differences, but, um, it, it just reignited my love for food and for cooking and, all these recipes that I used to make with my mom growing up, I was like, I want to paleofy them. It just turned on a little inventor <laughs> in my head. Um, and so that's what sophomore year was for me. I just okay. <laughs> exploring all of that. Um, but, you know, uh, I think my parents thought I was still crazy. <laughs> um, uh, uh, but now that I'm, you know, four or five years into sticking with this weird paleo-ish thing, right. they listen to me a little bit better, but they don't, they don't implement everything. Um, they're well, they're from the a different generation. You know what I mean? I mean, mm-hmm. we're we're from a different generation. Your your folks and I are probably in the same age group. I would suspect real easily. Um, I have a twenty five, a twenty three, and a and a twenty uh, twenty one year old. Uh, you know, kids that are growing and out of the house too. So I, I mean, I'm right there with them. And the influence of modern medicine's mindset and and uh, you know trappings of we're the only thing and we're the only game in town for real health is. Uh, you know, they're groomed with it. Now, our grandparents, our parents mm-hmm. and grandparents are the real lost ones, right? I mean, they yeah. they think that modern medicine is like a pedestal. It's, it's a god, you know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. breaking out of that is is uh, really challenging for us. But we'll come around, I promise. <laughs> it's hey, good. They're coming around. This. Yeah, are they coming around for you? A bit, yeah. My yeah. mom uh, has definitely, like, <laughs> decreased her, her soda intake. She likes kombucha now, so that's good. Yeah. Um, dad completely stopped drinking soda, so that's good. You know, little good things man. like that I consider wins. Actually, though, those are big things, kid, because so th- that stuff feeds cancer. It's one of the number one yeah. feeders of cancer is sugar. Yeah, so, sugar um, and aspartame. Uh, yeah, that's a big <laughs> yeah. one. So mm-hmm. tell me, how do you go from uh, you know you're you got a really cool boss at the uh, at the uh, at the fitness center letting you read twenty five books a year on shift? Now tell me how you develop flabs to fitness. I'm really curious. Yeah, um, so I actually started it as an Instagram account <laughs> right out of high school. Um, wow. Yeah, the summer, the summer um, after senior year of high school when I knew I was going to UT. Um, that was when I started just getting into more working out and clean eating before it got really bad and turned into obsessive calorie counting and all that stuff. Um, so I created an Instagram account because I noticed, uh, you know, there were these food accounts starting to pop up, um, and, and fitness accounts. And I was like, well, I'm just going to make a secret fitness account that no one, none of my friends know about. I'm just going to use it to follow these other accounts that I want recipes and ideas from. And if I start coming up with stuff, I'll just share it on, on my secret fitness account. (laughs) Um, and I truly, like, I didn't want anyone to know about it. I was so embarrassed by the name, you know, so I just didn't tell anyone. Um, and, uh, I thought it was a clever wordplay because I was like, Oh, rags to riches, flabs to fitness. (laughs) Ha ha ha. So, um, you know, so that's kind of how I started it. And, um, by sophomore year, when I started developing all those recipes and stuff, I had a couple thousand followers on Instagram. And um, I was like, you know, getting tired of typing out the recipes on my pictures on Instagram. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, I turned it into a blog um, and, uh, and then moved it over to a full blown website a year after that. And uh, was still working at the country club throughout all of college. It was a great job. Uh, I got to be in a, <laughs> I got to be in a gym environment. But I, I always joke with the guy that was my boss. Um, 
because I, I tell him like you let me build my business I you know after after that summer of reading I still read at the desk quite often but I also would work on my website a <laughs> lot <laughs> um so it was <laughs> it was great and um yeah so that's, that's kind of how it happened and when I decided to incorporate, um, my, my dad actually is the one that pushed me to incorporate it as a business my senior year yeah. at UT. Um, so I was officially a business one month before I graduated. Um, he, uh, he asked me if I wanted to change the name. Uh, and I thought about it for a while because someone sees a name like Flabs to Fitness and they think I have this huge weight loss transformation story. And I don't at all. Right. I was never severely overweight. Um, but I kept it because it was a mindset thing. Yep. Uh, I agree. You know, yeah. Like it, it, when I created it, whether I was actually fat or not, I thought I was. And I was in a, a very severely low mental state in telling myself that I wasn't worthy and I wasn't good looking enough. And I wasn't this, you know, this, that and the other thing. And I think that needs to stay. So uh, I kept it. And the company is officially Flabs to Fitness Inc. <laughs> on paper. Nice. <laughs> Which is nice. so funny to me. But yeah. Um, so yeah. So that's kind of how that came to be. So you incorporated your business your, your senior year and, and before you even graduated from college. So congratulations. I'm super, super impressed with the fact that you are just taking your passion to the, to the next level. What is the most, what do you think the most exciting thing about this career is going to be for you? Because I think. I mean, I'm sensing you're like really early in the journey still. I mean, we kind of touched on that. You know, you're you're still very young. I mean, if you double your age, you still I got you by seven, eight years. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you got lots of time to build a really wonderful business here. But what do you think is the most exciting thing about this career you're embed you're, you're launching on? What's exciting to me is uh, the thing that I used to be super resistant to as someone trying to build a business. And that's specialization. Um. I have been super lucky um, my senior year at UT, as well as uh, the year following. Um, I had three really incredible internships that kind of influenced me in different ways. One was at a performance facility that totally changed my thinking process and mindset around workouts. Um, and so that's largely how I program any of my one-on-one -on -one clients, um, programs and any of my subscription workout programs. Uh, so that one was really cool. And I was with them for about a year, um, first as an intern and then as a trainer. And then the second was with a company that I still work with today, uh, called MSW lounge. And they are in Austin, Texas. They do vitamin shots and IVs. And I thought these guys were total hacks when I first met them. Uh, I totally called them out too. I met them. I was like, this is, this is bullshit. Like, <laughs> I, this is, you know, whatever. And, um, and they brought me to their facility and the, the co-founders of the company are two of my favorite people. Um, John Mendoza and Baldo Garza. They're wonderful. They're the perfect mix. John is a chiropractor and a nurse practitioner who is absolutely the genius. He sounds like, and then, Baldo is just this stellar sales guy who knows how to build a business. And um, they actually, while I was trying to figure out, you know, what the heck am I doing? What's my niche in this whole business thing? How am I going to get these online clients? They looked at me and said, you have something going with this social media thing. We want you to do that for us. So they brought my business on actually as um, their, their brand manager. So um, 
which leads me to my third internship, which was Paleo FX. Um, I was an intern at Paleo FX the fall of 2017. And then I came on as their social PR coordinator in January of this year. And with throughout my internship with them, I got to watch their entire online marketing strategy be built. And then when I came on as an employee in January, um, I got to further it and implement so many different tactics of driving sales and things like that. And throughout all of this, I'm learning how to do that for my workout programs, my subscription workout programs. I'm implementing it for the MSW guys and I'm getting noticed by other brands as a social media person. So the thing that, that excites me most now is I am able to implement these strategies that I've learned for my personal coaching, which I have niched down. I figured out the type of person that I attract. (laughs) So I'm actually in the process of launching a new workout program for that. Um, But I get to serve these clients and I actually have several other social media clients as well now too, um, in a way that I didn't think I would help the health community. I'm just using my ability to connect people and make things look pretty on social media <laughs> to yeah, spread the word of health. Let me back you up there right this for a second. You see, you're not just doing something that's like small. It's kind of like you saying it's a small win for dad to knock off sugar and the soda pop. <laughs> that's a huge thing. Let me tell you something. We do mentorship programs for you know, practitioners come here from all over the country, spend a week with me and learn what we do and how we do it so they can actually be successful in the clinical practice. Mm-hmm. And what you're talking about is there's a ton of healers out there. There are a ton of people out there that know how to help a sick person get well. There's a ton of people out there that are really good at herbs. You know, it's kind of like the old saying, there's people that went to the grave that could sing better than Sinatra, but no one ever heard them. And what you're touching on, what you're touching on is the stuff that's lacking in the industry as a whole. You're bringing together both components that for me and the the path that I'm on with, with, you know, having been in clinical practice for 20 years is is matching the two together having exceptional quality care but then delivering it to people in a very professional and meaningful way that puts you head and shoulders above the competition in fact you know what there is no competition because you've got both pieces to the puzzle that most people never ever get a chance to plug into so you're touching on i mean our we're 25 minutes or so into this interview and you're touching on some real pearls here that you really want to make sure and i know you're grabbing it. i know you're taking advantage of it at its fullest I can sense that that's the kind of person you are and you're going to do it with a level of gratitude, you know, and sincerity that, that, you know, a level of, uh, of, of compassion. And as long, along with that, that, you know, stellar ninja kind of business skills. And so I'm, I, you know, you're touching on stuff that we are all about, you know, when you get into the, I can do the media stuff, you're you're doing the, the business building side for, for your company. Uh, by helping other people build their company, you know, you're grabbing these techniques and these skills and these abilities. And I'm telling you, they are worth their weight in gold. And you're 23. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So when you get to, um, when you get to Wyoming, look us up. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to come out to Wyoming and just visit. Honestly, I was in I was in Montana a couple of weeks ago with the Paleo FX crew, actually. And, yeah, we're uh, big hunters out here, by the way. So if you're a hunter. Um, oh yeah my my house looks like something out of a cabela's showroom my my wife believe this kind of a side little side story on our interview but anyways my wife is a a massive uh, big game hunter she's got like five or six 
of these elk trophy mounts in our living room. And I'm like, you know, this is starting to look like a museum in here. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like my dad's office. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, no. So you were just in Montana with Paleo FX. What was that all about? Yeah, we had um, the Ancestral Health Symposium. It's Paleo FX's sister conference. Um, that's kind of the more academic one. Paleo FX, we call it kind of the theory to practice one where it's um, not as scientific. There's definitely scientific talks and, and speakers, but, um, you know, the Ancestral Health Symposium is more of the the researchers and and all those people coming out and sharing their data and all those things about why they think that this route of health and, and natural approach to health is, is the best or what could be improved with it. And, um, and then Paleo FX actually was created because the co-founders went to the first Ancestral Health Symposium back in 2011 and were like so inspired by it and loved everything that they learned. But they felt like there wasn't much application uh, given in the talks. So literally on the tarmac of the runway as they were leaving Los Angeles, they were writing out on, on napkins, business ideas for how they could create a conference. That was the theory to practice one, the, the practical application of all of these different research studies that were coming out. Uh, so, um, and it's so funny. I know you just said that what I'm doing with all this media and health stuff is, is great, but like, honestly, I blame myself for just being cheap. Like I just, <laughs> I, I'm so much a bootstrapper and let me learn it myself and just do it and type a type person that that's originally why I started taking all of these learning opportunities. And I have just been so lucky to be in, in this awesome city where health and wellness are so, uh, so appreciated and, and everything. And, and, you know, it's so funny now that I'm helping other people with their social media, because the reason I met Keith Norris, one, the co-founder of Paleo FX, is because of Instagram. He found my Flabs to Fitness Instagram yeah. and followed me. And I knew who he was because my sophomore year at UT, I found Paleo FX and was so blown away that there was an event like this. Yeah. And I went and I knew who Keith was because he was the co-founder. And when I saw him follow me on Instagram, I'm pretty sure I took a screenshot and sent it to my mom and was like, have I made it now? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you know, he found me on Instagram and we actually just became social media friends. And, uh, you know, throughout my time at UT, I would get coffee with him sometimes and, and talk about stuff. And, um, and yeah, after, after I graduated, he's like, what are your plans? And I told him, well, I just incorporated Flabs to fitness. I don't know what to do now. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and he goes, you need to talk to my marketing team. I think you could learn some stuff. And before I knew it, they were offering me an internship there. <laughs> right on. Um, you know, so yeah, but, um, well, your career that is was... definitely going in a very exciting direction. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm actually, I had to talk with a lawyer recently about splitting my company just because I have these like two streams of income now Yes. <laughs> where, uh, you know, it's part of it is marketing and part of it is coaching. Um, so that's exciting. And I had an intern this summer, which is weird to say, cause she was pretty much my age. <laughs> wow. Um, you know, so, uh, it, it's been good. Uh, it's really cool and, um, very so excited find... for the possibilities. What do you find most challenging right now? Right now, um, well, obviously saying no. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm getting better and better at it just because I do care so much about this, this area. And there are so many incredible brands and physicians and 
XYZ working towards the same goal. Uh And um, like you said, the marketing aspect is really lacking for a lot of the people in our space or at least good marketing. Huge. Um, And uh, so when they find out that that's what I do, it's like every single brand wants to talk to me and what are your prices and what do you do and all this stuff. So um, the hardest part for me right now, since it is still just me at the company is saying no and uh, I'm very lucky that my dad is willing to sit down and talk business with me almost every single weekend. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we talk about, you know, how, what's the next step here? Um, you know, how, how do we treat this if you want to start hiring people to start taking some of these social media accounts that you're running? And, um, you know, how do you properly pay them? Exactly. How, how are we, how are we going to structure this? Because the last thing I want to do is hire someone and then not be able to provide for them as a business owner. Sure. Um, even, even with the intern, like all three, like all of the internships I ever did were unpaid. And, you know, I valued it because I knew it was working toward what I wanted, but a lot of interns don't know what they want, or they're just doing the internship because they need the class credit to graduate. So I wanted to pay my intern and I did, and I was very happy that I did. It wasn't a lot of money, but it was something. And having someone working for me and helping me throughout this summer was just so eye-opening because I, I totally appreciated what they were doing. It taught me a lot about how to be a good guide as to what I wanted. Um, but the number one thing it taught me is like, I always want to pay my people and I want to pay them well. So, yep. absolutely, um, because they're going to, they're going to resent you if, if you don't, um, if nothing else, which shouldn't be your driver, but that's true. They're going to resent you if you don't. Um, and I want to have a work environment that is full of mutual respect and, they know they can come to me about anything, uh, you know, things like that. So right now um, I'm able to adequately pay myself with what I'm doing. Um, and it seems like business is going in the direction to where I will be able to afford to hire someone soon. But I think the biggest challenge for me right now is taking a workload that is manageable for me yes. that I'm able to allow the company to profit on somewhat Yep. Um, without taking on so much that I need to hire someone who I can't fully pay yet. Gotcha. <laughs> so, sure. um, so no, scaling, I think, would well. be, yeah, I, I think scaling would be the, the biggest thing for me right now. Cause I would love to do it obviously, but, um, it, we're just in the, the interim before that can happen right now. So, exactly. uh, that, that's kind of what my, my biggest challenge at the moment is. It's more of a businessy side than anything, but. Well, clearly yeah. you're surrounded by good people that are there to help you. And, and, uh, you know, we're, we're always a resource for you in the future when you, when you have things that we might be able to help you with, don't ever hesitate to call on our clinical side of stuff too. So uh, absolutely. We, yeah. Little, you guys are great. I love what y'all are doing up there. We're having a blast. We are having a blast. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about as we get ready to kind of wind things down here a little bit, let's talk about your products, your services, the things that you're offering. You got a subscription workout that I want to make sure people are exposed to and they hear about. I want to make sure that you get a full, you know, here's my Instagram account. Here's, here's the website account. I want you to make sure we get all that captured on today's interview. Absolutely. Yeah. So I told you about my subscription workout program. It's called the five by 10 in 20. It's super simple. It's five exercises, 10 reps each set o'clock for 20 minutes, work out for 20 minutes and you're done. Wow. Um, the thing, the thing that makes this one unique though, is, um, I took all of the functional training, uh, that I learned at, um, the performance facility I used to work in as well as the, the personal training program at UT is outstanding. Uh, Dixie Stanforth is a genius and she's always up to speed on 
the, uh, the latest research when it comes to functional training. So, um, uh, with my program, I always make sure all three planes of movement are hit. The core is always worked. There's always a little bit of high intensity cardio in there, uh, for the extra calorie burn, but it's all about self-love too. Um, you set the timer for 20 minutes and you can go hard for 20 minutes if you want, but if it's a struggle for you to move around, set the clock for 20 minutes and just do what you can. Sure. <laughs> Give yourself 20 minutes, and when the timer goes off, you are done. Don't try to push through and do 30. It's awful. There's a reason I put it at 20 minutes, <laughs> um, it, you know, especially if you go hard on workouts like me. Um, and I have all these different intro videos to kind of explain the reasoning behind it. But I would say that's the big difference for mine is I make sure that it incorporates functional movements that you're going to use in all three planes of motion every single week. Um, it's 19 bucks a month. You get three workouts a week. And, uh, I'm really, really proud of it. That's actually the big project. Um, yeah, that's the project my intern was helping me with this summer. Actually, we just, I have a whole workout bank to teach everyone how to do everything in it, but, um, we created follow along videos as well. So it's like a pacer video, um, of just me doing the workout with you basically. Um, so that's pretty cool. That's Um, yeah, I just, is is there a website to look up for that? Allison? Um, yeah, if you just go to um, www.flabstofitness.com, um, it'll be under my uh, my courses on my website. Uh, so it'll be actually say coaching at the top of the website. And that's can you say that you one more time? We, we started to break up a little bit there. I apologize. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, it's just on my website, um, flabstofitness.com. Um, there's a little coaching tab at the top. And, uh, it's, it's all in there. So, um, you can sign up, uh, and, uh, and get to work and it's just 19 bucks a month. Um, but yeah, uh, that's great. Um, and then there's, you know, individual nutrition and fitness coaching packages on there as well. Um, you can also, um, find me at flabs to fitness, um, did I break up again? Yeah, it's starting to break up again. Sorry about that. No, it's good. We're going um, to work through it. Technology okay. is not going to shut us down, Allison. We are moving <laughs> forward. Um, yeah. What uh, was the Instagram account again? Um, it's just at Flabs to Fitness, F-L-A-B-S-T-O Fitness. I always have to say T-O just because people think it's the number two a lot and that's annoying. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dan didn't say this really, but I'm a stand-up comedian, so I say things that aren't super nice sometimes. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then, uh, but that's my my social media handle on everything: so um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, all Excellent. that stuff. Yeah. Excellent. Well, there was something you had shared with Becca, my assistant, when you first started, when we when you agreed to, to be on the show, and I again want to thank you for taking time out of your schedule to do this. I know it. I know it's hard to carve out time sometimes. And so I really appreciate you taking the time to be with us. You, you said something to her about the standard healthcare system leaves us answerless, sick, and doesn't empower us to do anything. I think that you nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> Any parting comments or things you want to make sure our listeners know about you, Allison, or that they, that they need to hear? Um, you need to hear that you are worth your own time and your health is not a selfish thing to commit to. That's, that's what you need to know. <laughs> Dan. <laughs> now, you know, get 
digital is trying to th th this this technological age is trying to interrupt us again so it's called obstacles so all right we're going to overcome and you're going to have to say that one more time for our listeners what they need all to good. do i said you are worth your own time and your health is not a selfish thing to commit to correct 100 percent. i couldn't have said it better Awesome. <laughs> Allison, thank you so much. I am so thankful that we got to do this. Let's do this again in the near future. Absolutely. Anytime. All right, Allison. Thank you so much. So for uh, Total Wellness Radio, this is Dan Young, episode 90. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, listening to Allison Vojtovich from Austin, Texas. Be sure and check her out at her Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook accounts under the FLABS TO Fitness uh, dot com. That's how you get in touch with her, her coaching seminars, her uh, subscription programs for 1995 a month, three workouts a week with Allison. Uh, check it out. And until next time, you guys be good to yourself. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Total Wellness Radio. We appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to tune in to all of our interviews and the life-changing natural approaches you can take with your health. For those of you who haven't had a chance yet, please do subscribe. And when you get a chance, also leave a review on this podcast or other episodes that you've enjoyed from Total Wellness Radio.